0: Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Come and See Inspirations. And this, the sixteenth of January, it's the second Sunday in ordinary time. My name is John Keeley, and help me to produce and present the programming in this morning, Shane O'Roche. Good morning to you, Shane.
1: Good morning, John. Thanks for the promotion. Does that mean I get paid now that I produce the program as well? <laughs>
0: I better, watch, I better watch my terminology round there, Shane. Welcome to the programme and thanks a lot for joining me. Then. And of course, to, uh, helping us again to present the programme, maybe even produce the programme again. Um, Noreen Lynch, good morning to you. How are you?
2: Good morning. It's lovely to be with you. I'm in the happy place. I'm happily listening to uh, l- l- the experts, the professionals, now with producing and everything else.
1: Think, lovely. Uh, it's lovely It's morning. Thank you for that. Professional now is a, is a questionable remark, uh, uh, Noreen. <laughs>
2: Well, I—I told I you to. You're—you're you're doing. Come and see. For so long now, it's such a great resource for so many people. I think you've achieved that standard now. You're—you're you're way beyond people learning about something.
1: It's—it's it's downhill from here.
2: <laughs> uh, you've mastered your craft. Thanks, uh, let,
1: th- thanks a lot, let
0: Noreen indeed for for joining us and of course on that we also want to welcome our listeners who are housebound and lonely and struggling in some way today and we know there are plenty of those out there even in terms of this this pandemic, even those who might be online, those who might have Zoom and so on and so forth. We hope you can join us and stay with us and listen to some inspirational uh, music, inspirational reflections and of course reflections on the Sunday Gospel. Our podcasters include interviews each week and faith topics, uh, inspirational music reflected on the Sunday Gospel. And all our podcasts can be heard at Comand Just Google come and See So just google comeandseeinspirations see Inspirations when you find us there. Also Sacred Space102.blogspot.com uh, is a resource that we use for many years, a blog. That's Sacred Space102.blogspot.com, where we have many of our recordings going back to 2010. Uh, our our podcast can also be heard at Spotify, iTunes, and Facebook. Come and See Inspirations uh, is our Facebook page. You can contact us, if so wish, by texting us at 087 6088 667. That's 087 6088 667, or email come and see inspirations at gmail.com. So now it's time for us to welcome Shane back again to introduce Saints for the Week for the Thanks, Shane
1: thanks john so liturgical odds and ends for this week so we are into um ordinary time so as john said at the top of the program today is the second sunday in ordinary time or second sunday of ordinary time i think would be a better description of it we haven't lost our count anywhere along in the calendar Uh, as for those of us praying the psalter we're on week two just to point out to people that um, Wednesday is the 18th and it's the beginning of the week of prayer for Christian unity. So from, uh, as it happens next week, uh, the week of prayer for Christian unity runs from the 18th to the 25th of January every every year. And as it happens next week, we are going to have uh, Martin Brown from Glenstall Abbey on to talk to us about that as well. Now, in terms of saints for the week, so Monday is the feast day of St. Anthony. Antony is regarded as the father of monasticism. Um, Abbot Antony, or Antony of Egypt, or Antony of the Desert, he's known as. We celebrate his feast day on the 17th of January. It's celebrated on the 30th of January in the Coptic church. Uh, when he was 20, he settled things on his sister to make sure she had an education, that he sold up stock, stock and barrel and moved off into the desert. And as you do, for a couple of years, he lived in an empty tomb. <laughs> As one does. Uh, so at the age of 35, he moved out into a fort, an abandoned fort, which he barricaded uh, to be left on his own. Uh, but people still uh, broke in. So he um, he agreed to be spiritual counsellors and he set up two monasteries um, at the time. And he encouraged those who lived near him to support themselves by making baskets and brushes, which is why he became the patron saint of those makers. Uh, he fought against the, uh, the, 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 per- the heresy of Arianism in 311 when he went to Alexandria. He became the patron saint of gravediggers because he looked after St. Paul the Hermit and Doki's grave. And uh, so that's Anthony of Egypt, who we celebrate on the 17th of January. On the 18th of January, I went a bit further afield. I've gone to uh, Guatemala. And for a blessed as opposed to a saint. So it's Blessed Juan Barrera Mendez. He uh, died in 1980, and he is a martyr for the church. He was canonized in 2021 by Pope Francis. He was 13 when he died, and he was um, a di- a, in the Diocese of Quiche, I think it sounds pronounced, in Guatemala, and he was very much involved in teaching the faith to small children. However, he was abducted, tortured, and murdered by right-wing government forces at the age of 12. Um, so that he's regarded as a martyr for the faith. So that's Blessed Juan Barrera Mendes, who we remember on the 18th of January. On the 19th of January, we go up to Scotland and we are marking St. Pilon, or Philan, I think is how you pronounce his name. He was actually born in Ireland and he went to Scotland to come um, uh, in the 8th century. He lived as a hermit for most of his life near St. Andrew's Monastery. And eventually became the abbot of that monastery, and his staff and his bells survived down to today. Um, very much associated uh, with that part of the world and legends, and there's quite a number of legends around him. Then one I liked was a wolf who's reported to have killed his ox, which he was using for plowing. And the, I'm uh, oh, sorry, i was not plowing, but the construction of the, of the church. And when the wolf realized what who's Ox, it was, he took the ox's place. So there's some nice little legends associated with the early Celtic saints. Um, the 20th of, July, of January is the feast day of Saints Fabian and Saint Sebastian. Fabian was a pope and martyr and died in 250 under the persecutions of Decius. Um, he was pope for 14 years before he was martyred. Sebastian uh, was martyred under Diocletian and He's, uh, he's saint uh, uh, who we remember, as a mar- obviously, as a martyr on, on the, uh, on the uh, 20th of, of January. Saint Sebastian, uh, he was very much, the, the imagery you have of Saint Sebastian that you would see of him is uh, he was executed, initially, they tried to kill him by tying him to a tree or a post and shooting him with arrows. So if you see images of saints and the guy is stuck full of arrows, um, that's St. Sebastian. Um, eventually, uh, he, he survived that. And eventually then um, he, was, he, he was clubbed to death, um, is, is how he ultimately died. But that's St. Sebastian, whose feast day we celebrate on the 20th of January. On the 21st of January, we celebrate the feast of St. Agnes. Agnes is one of the important women saints of the church. But she's one of the earliest that we have. She was beheaded and burned um, in, uh, in, on in the 21st of January 254, or uh, 304, the sources vary. And her church is, is, there's a big church to her in Rome, uh, where she was said to have been buried. She's the patron saint of uh, chastity, of uh, engaged couples. Uh, the old, or the, 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 the organisation that was known as the Children of Mary. Uh, Older people might remember that one. Gardeners, Girl Scouts. um, And she's important because she was probably 13 or 14 when she died. And she uh, preferred to die for her faith than to be married off and to offer sacrifices to the pagan gods. So she's regarded as a a virgin saint. um, And it's important because she is one of the few female saints that have been remembered in the Eucharistic prayer or the canon of the Masses since the earliest centuries of the Church. So it's, uh, she's, it's, she's been a saint that's been remembered all the way through. Um, and of course, the 21st of January is associated in Rome with the blessing of the lambs, whose wool will be harvested to weave the palliums which are imposed on the archbishops. So these are the round little circlets that the archbishops wear around on top of their vestments. They're a sign of their um, jurisdictions as archbishops, their metropolitan jurisdiction and their linkage with the Pope. Previously, uh, there had been kind of a 20th century tradition where the Palliums were blessed on the feast of St. Peter and Paul on the 29th of June, and the Pope bestowed them on the archbishops in Rome. Pope Francis has pushed that tradition back, so the Palliums are still blessed on the 29th of June, but they are imposed by the papal nuncio in the Archbishop's own cathedral. Um, so to reinforce that it's a local responsibility, it's a local jurisdiction that's involved. Then finally, John, on Saturday the 22nd, we have the feast day of Saint Vincent of Saragossa. He was um, he served as the deacon to Saint Valerius of Saragossa, He was imprisoned and tortured in Valencia for his fate during, again, the persecutions of Diocletian. Diocletian's got a fair few mentions this morning with the martyrs. Um, While in prison, he converted his jailer. They offered him freedom if he would give up the scriptures for burning, but he refused to do so. And he died in 304 at Valencia in Spain. He's the patron saint of vine dressers and vineyard makers and vintners, Not quite one hundred percent sure why I've got to look that up, but that's the uh, that's the 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 patronage that Saint Vincent holds for this week. So John, that's our celestial guides for this week.
0: But we'll come back to our prayer space now. Uh, A little uh, morning prayer this morning that I just picked up, um, which I thought might be of interest um, to our listeners. May I be open this day, O Lord, to the many opportunities I'll find to do good. In times of need, may I be open to the help and care of others. I pray this day for the Pope's intention. The Pope's intention this month is for evangelization, and the prayer goes, We pray for all those suffering from religious discrimination and persecution. May their own rights and dignity be recognised, which originate from being brothers and sisters in the human family. So now we'll go for our first bit of music this morning. Noreen, have you got a piece of music you'd like us to listen to, please?
2: I do. I brought something a bit unusual, as I want to do. I thought I'd bring a hymn for later on, but that I'd bring a secular piece to start, just so it's a bit of difference. So I brought a song by Luca Bloom, uh, Kildare man living in County Clare. And Luca has a lovely St. Bridget's Day uh, song called Don't Be Afraid of the Light That Shines Within You. But he also, in a few years back, wrote this nice January song. And... It kind of is an invitation to not to not view January as the terrible month, mm. but to, allow it to, to take its own course. And he, he sings, you know, I love the January blues, the low sun kissing our town and all the ways we get through. Some, so come home to your night, give your, your time some time, wait there for the moon, the moon and the stars to rhyme. So however you are this morning, wherever you are and however January has been for you, I hope you get a little bit of a lift from this song by Luca.
0: January Blues. Let's listen to this. Thanks, Noreen.
3: Two.
1: Welcome back to part two, Come and See Inspirations. My name is Shane Ambrose. Delighted that you are joining us on this week's podcast. Uh, still here with John Keely, And uh, we're delighted to welcome back to the program this morning um, our good friend, Noreen Lynch, all the way from Spanish Point. Good morning, Noreen.
2: Good morning to you all. It's lovely to be talking to you. And how,
1: are we, how are we
2: doing we're doing very well. Um, <clears throat> we're blessed to be over by the sea, and you know, for all that it might be a small bit cold and a bit dark, there's great light when you get anywhere near the water. So it's been a lovely January for us here in Spanish Point, and may it last.
1: Indeed, I was actually I heard, heard something <clears throat> on the radio the other day where they were talking that there is already the stretch in the evening, <laughs> and, and that by the end of January, there will the stretch will have been an hour. It, yeah. it, 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 they literally yeah. have, it, have it measured down. So I think by this week, we have got a stretch of like 15 minutes or something. It's just amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's as we look as we look towards the coming of the spring, which ties in nicely, Noreen, to what we're going to talk about on this morning's mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were mulling it over and back and forth, and John and myself having our usual panic, what are we going to do, what are we going to talk about, you know? <laughs> Like gerbils in the background trying to pull the program, the podcast together each week. But anyway, uh, we had the inspiration. And to be fair of John prompted the torch, but uh, we did have the inspiration that, well, January kind of is a strange kind of a month at the best of times. Mm-hmm. Um, you've come through kind of the razzmatazz of Christmas, depending on your tradition and your family Way you do things.
4: Mm-hmm. Christmas
1: might have been over on the on the on the first of January. You might have dragged it out until the sixth. In our house, we dragged it out until the ninth. Uh, <laughs> um so and then you're facing into kind of you know blues of blues of january as you call what was the name of that song maureen from the first song? the january blues january uh, blues exactly so um but at the same time and you see what compounds it this year of course is we're, we're in our second january and covid and i think that's what yeah. kind of makes it a bit harder as well because yeah. normally i suppose i'd be saying to people let january be january in one sense yeah. you know the Earth." Well, we're obviously talking from a northern hemisphere point of view, but, you know, normally January is the month of the Earth taking its time before it gets ready for the exuberance of the spring. And in some ways, it's no harm for us to do that as well. But it's not as easy this time around, I think, Maureen, would be fair no. to say.
2: I think that, that's, that's very true. Um, I suppose my sense for myself, and we can only speak for ourselves, um, but maybe the, some listeners might might get this, my sense is that normally <clears throat> we know January isn't easy because it's not a happy, bright month full of tulips and daffodils. And often we're at, at the end of Christmas, the, the energy that sustained us through Christmas, the Christmas season, right up to Epiphany, right up to, to the arrival of the three wise men who finally get into the crib, um, there's something to look forward to. And then there's a month that, for many people, financially is tough, for many people, waking up to the dark and going to bed to the dark is tough going to bed you know when you get in the evening it's it's, even though you have the extra time it still feels like you can't take a walk at seven o'clock at night it's too dark in your head it's not true you still can but that's that's the sense of dark and then there's the story of january being tough because of course the more people that tell us january is tough the more we believe it's tough i think what we often do this is my reflection and what we often do is we we throw ourselves into stuff in January. So whether it's operation transformation, whether it's New Year's resolution, whatever it is, we say, I'll do something and that will give me energy. And, you know, we go out at night, we do a new, night, a new course or we get back to the, the committee we were on. And there's all this movement. And in some way, we go against our body clock. We push ourselves. You know, if you think about your body clock, it says, it's dark. I don't want to get up, but I have to. You know, I'm the school principal, I have to go to school. (laughs) So we push against all of that normally. And we are actually, as a culture, a people who are used to artificial light, to ignoring the seasons, to insisting on being productive, that stuff must go on. And in, I suppose, the first year of a pandemic, there's a sense of survival and of it being abnormal. But this year, I'm really struck myself with the sense that maybe this is the way it's supposed to be. (laughs) Not sad, depressed, but maybe hibernation isn't a bad thing. It does fit maybe in a model of you must be productive. But then that's exactly what Moses brought people out of. Pharaoh said, you only have value when you're producing, when you're busy, when you're working for me. And God said, no, that's not what I need you. So I'm very struck by allowing ourselves, Not I'm not talking about sitting now with terrible sadness, because sometimes people are very sad in January. But with that sense of the seasons that in some way we've been invited all the time at the moment to let data see it, to all different conversations to come back into a, a deep appreciation of the, the world we live in the planet that we don't try and live as humans who are separate from the world but we really see that god is in all things so what i've tried to do this january very much is to notice where god is at work and to kind of give up the story that there's nothing happening or that it's all quiet and that there will be something in the future because God's name is I am and I found a lovely short quote um, in a gardening magazine actually <clears throat> and Rosalie Muller writes that January is the quietest month in the garden but just because it looks quiet doesn't mean that nothing is happening the soil open to the sky absorbs the pure rainfall while microorganisms convert tilled under fodder into usable nutrients for the next crop of plants. The feasting earthworms tunnel along, airing the soil and preparing it to welcome seeds and bare roots to come. And it really struck me that the story that, like we're waiting for, for spring, is a kind of a a people of Babylon sitting and going, we're waiting for the Lord to rescue us, but God is with us in January and things are happening. And if we only, like what happens above the ground is actually the end result. The snowdrops coming out now, they were months preparing. And they're part of a cycle. It's not just about getting those particular flowers up. Those roots and the way they work helps the whole soil to work, helps the whole root system underneath trees to, to work. The earthworms are busy. The leaves that fell in autumn are being broken down and made into mulch, you know, just by nature. And then all of this is part of process. And so too for us as humans. There's a process of allowing ourselves to be broken down a small bit and to say what matters. You know, if we go back to Deuteronomy, right at the beginning, when the people came out of Egypt and said, we don't know who we're supposed to be now, because we always just did what we were told and we were busy. Now we come into a new place and God said, the things that matter are these, the Ten Commandments. And then he said, every seven days you have to stop, because no matter how much you intend it, you'll forget who you are and you'll be busy and you'll be about making money and profit. So every seven days stop, that's the Sabbath. Every seven years, let the land life fallow. You know, don't harvest anything. Let your neighbours who are in need take what they need. You will have enough because you need a year to remember. That's a sabbatical. And after seven times seven years, declare a jubilee on the 50th year. And deaths are cancelled, prisoners are freed, sins are forgiven, all these things. And I just this January have a real sense of let the land life fallow. That God is at work. That you know, there for for example, for me I would find sometimes it would come up in me, oh Lord, where am I being called and how am I managing and should I be busy? And I say, How much do I miss of what God has to say to me? Because I am so busy telling God what I think God's said. How how busy and how much am I, you know, putting on programs and being about things to prove something in me? And actually What I've been given is a moment now that we probably will never again have in our lifetime once we get going again, of a little bit of discomfort, a bit of loneliness, a bit of unsureness. And these things are not pleasant. It's not that we want these things. Suffering for its own sake is no use to anyone. But what we have is a moment where we can say, God can be at work in this too. just, I, I don't want to stop you, if you want to come back in, I was—I brought a, a Tyler de Chardin reflection that I thought might be a nice one to just hear, um, just in this January time, and he talks about the slow work of God, you know, when we're so convinced that we must immediately, and that unless we're productive and busy, and unless we have all the numbers of people, that sure, you know, where's God at all, have we forgotten, but Actually under the earth something is happening. So I'm just going to read this. as just a gentle reflection for people And I I suppose I want to say I'm not saying that that being sad or lonely is okay You know, we need to go out and find our neighbors and mind each other But perhaps the slow work is that this time of the year is the time To write a letter to somebody you might have sent christmas cards, but to pick up the phone to somebody because you won't have that time in june to to visit one person if you can't visit six, to not wait for the first communion. You know, little things that you might say, well, at Christmas, I wasn't able to go out this year. You know, I could, but in January, I might be able to meet two friends for a cup of tea in a safe space where I feel comfortable. You know, little things that kind of are bringing us back to what matters. So, Tyler de Chardin wrote this. He said, above all, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate stages. We are impatient of being on the way to something unknown, something new. Yet, it is the law of all progress that it is made up by passing through some stages of instability. And that may take you a very long time. And so I think it is with you. Your ideas mature gradually. Let them grow. Let them shape themselves without undue haste. Do not try to force them on as though you could be today. What time, that is to say grace, what time and circumstances acting on your own goodwill will make you tomorrow. Only God could say what this new spirit gradually forming in you will be. Give our Lord the benefit of believing that God's hand is leading you. And accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. Above all, trust in the slow work of God, our loving vine dresser. Teilhard de Chardin. That's, it's a fabulous piece.
1: I love that last uh, our 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 lovely vine dresser. It's 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 a fabulous uh, description. Very much so, and um, yeah, I think there's a very valid point that we're making, Noreen. Uh, There's a huge kind of expectation that just because the calendar moves over, um, there's this big huge drive that you know things must be better and must be new. Um, Benjamin O'Toole had an interesting piece actually in the Irish Times. Well. First paragraph was the interesting bit where he kind of discussed that idea as well um, and it's 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 an interesting one as well that um a lot of people i more and more over the years i've met people who don't do new years mm-hmm. uh and it's they just it's 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 almost this um false not a false sense of frivolity but but this idea that because January is the start, you must, you, must, you must, as you said, pick up new habits or get fit or all the rest mm. of it. Uh, personally, I've always said to people, do not start your New Year's resolutions in January. Personally, I, I don't do New Year's resolutions in January. They don't work, they don't last, you don't keep going, um, particularly if they involve deprivation in the middle of the month. Um, no, that's not gonna work.
2: And for some they do, for some they're great, you know, <laughs> I like freedom, I suppose. I yeah. suppose this is the, the, the gift of, of faith is that say god is walking with me so i may choose to do that it might be really helpful but i may also choose something else and what we're being given is a moment to step out of consumerism and capitalism and patriarchy and all of that stuff that says you must and you should you have to have a certain color you have to have a certain height of heels you have to be a certain shape we're being given a space to breathe out of that um and we have a lot of other pressures. I'm very conscious for parents, very conscious for those in healthcare, care, the SNAs in schools and teachers, people who go into homes every day, home help, and literally carry people out of their beds so that they'll have a day down in the middle of their house and feel that their life is moving a little bit. People who do all that work. I suppose what I'd be saying is, where we can, can we be kind to each other and say, God can still be in this if we're not doing six other things that we normally would have the energy to do, but that it's hard to have energy to do at the moment, you know? Mm. The God who grows an oak tree also grows a snowdrop, and both are... you know?
1: I, John, have you got to come in Yeah, there? yeah.
0: I like the idea, Noreen, uh, as part of your, your reflection early on, was the whole idea of don't miss the time that we've got now. God is saying, okay, it's okay to be with me now because I'm going to be too busy in July and August and so on and so forth. And I think that's so Mm -hmm. true. We keep on saying, well, no, I must keep on doing what what the world's trying to do, uh, what the world's trying to tell me to do. And they keep on forgetting. And I suppose it's a thing that we've forgotten in our culture, maybe for a long time now, is that, that idea of just staying silent or turning that stuff off, turning off the noise, and trying mm-hmm. to stay with ourselves, or reading a book, or whatever it might be, we sometimes are guarded are, are into this idea: well, if I don't watch this program or listen to this, then I, I'm going to be out of it, and I'm going to be. Out. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I should be out of that ring, because yeah. I, I'm. But I love the whole idea. Just going back again, but I might be too busy now. I, I might be too busy in july that 's one thing that I take away from this mm. you know if I, if I just take the time now and it 's genuine and it 's okay to be genuine and I, I the other idea that I like too of the idea that the snow that the snowdrop didn 't just appear mm. just like ourselves, just like all the stuff that 's gone on within ourselves all, all all these ideas that we have and all these thoughts that we have, and maybe God working with us it 's not just happening now that 's been happening all the way through our life, and all the people that have come in and helped us and Try to put it into shape, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Trusting God and see how slow God works was another expression you came up with. I like it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for Noreen. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Uh,
2: so Janu- I suppose I do want to give people permission to be exactly as they are. I'd hate it to sound like I'm saying put a good spin on it and it'll be fine. But just to, I, I think that reeling of trusting that God is is here now is is the heart of it, um, and that if we're struggling. Uh, I I mean, I'd be very conscious that when we get still, one of the difficulties is a discomfort arises in us. That's why that's why all of us struggle with meditation or center and prayer. So it's not that we want it to be easy. But when the discomfort arises and we go, my head is so big, I can't be quiet, I I can't stay. Then we say, Lord, I know you're here with me. Will you stay with me as I try again? Will you stay with me as I try again? But that's all we're saying. That's all we're doing. We're not we're not taking away the discomfort, but actually there's we know ourselves there's truth and there's love and there's healing, in staying in the ordinary state. You know, each day when we take a half an hour, ten minutes, whatever we take to be still to pray, the first few times kill us. So so we're in in the January, and the bit of it is should we keep ourselves busy? And normally we can busy our way out of this, but God has given us a moment where you can do nothing. (laughs) So please God for people in where there's discomfort or loneliness or hurt, that in staying with God, there might be blessing, you know. I mean, I I think when we talk about ordinary times, sometimes we think everything's over, but we've had the baptism of our Lord and the wedding feast to Cana coming up. So all the ordinary stuff is where God's in. God's in all of that too. The ordinary moments with us. Uh,
0: Thanks that I've given uh, to the Lord for the last year has been the things like Zoom, I mean, people thought, oh, you must be bored now, nothing's going on. But for me personally, I've had a new life. I've had all these Zoom, Zoom, you know, resources from here and there and other people coming in and expressing their ideas and their encouragement. And I think that's the thing that would help me with, with silence anyway, mm-hmm. is the accompaniment of other people. Look, Guy, I've been there and I know what it's like and it is just needs it. You know, so... so There are times when, okay, the Lord works slowly, but he's there, says you. Mm
2: -hmm. And if I hang
0: in there, I might just notice this email coming from Noreen Lynch advising me that something's happening in her neck of the woods. (laughs) And maybe I want to. Is that is that a hint for you to maybe give us a few ideas, maybe, of what you've got? You've got in your neck of the woods.
2: After all that talk of calm and quiet, I'm going to talk about what we're doing in the spirituality house. All right, (laughs) Is that okay every time Let's hear it. That, that's great so thanks it's i mean it's lovely just the balance we're, we're just working this out as we go i have that real sense of being on the amazing journey together and as you say the the important thing is community you know wherever two or three are you know the trinity is with us so i want to tell you a couple of bits about what's happening in uh the center um just to say that we have decided that for January we'll keep our events online so there's an advantage in that because it means that people can actually um, come online who might not be able to physically get to Spanish Point so we have the FCJ spirituality house which is the summer home of the FCJ sisters in Spanish Point in West Clare Um, we have Facebook page Eventbrite all of those different things I'll give you the links John that if you want to add them to what's going out but the main thing the phone number probably is the easiest is 087 9115. 9115. So the kind of things that we're doing at the moment is on Tuesday and Thursday morning, we have a half an hour morning meditation at 11 o'clock. It's free. People just go into our Eventbrite page, they look up FCJ Spirituality House, they find us or you can ring me if you're not clear. You get a free link. You can watch it. We're also on starting on this, th- starting on Thursday, we've just started actually, we're going to do the journey of the universe and that is an amazing opportunity. There's a great program in Yale University, which was created um, with Brian Swim and Mary Evelyn Tucker, real like international level stuff, that you're able to audit the course for free. So sit in and, and, and do the course for free. You pay if you want to get a certificate. So I contacted them and said, if we were sitting in our sitting room at Spanish Point and there happened to be 10 people sitting around the television, is it okay to do this? And they were so positive and enthusiastic. So what we have is we have a 20 week course we going to do it online because we can't physically meet. When we can meet, we'll, we'll try and meet in person. Um, but it's going to be an hour of a Thursday afternoon. Again, it's free because everything we have was given to us. So, we, you know, we're only sharing the good news. And it's tracing the story of the universe and the gift, really, of this, um, as one of the uh, speakers said so well, said all the scientists are off doing their own little corner. One fellow's talking about how mountains were made, another fellow's talking about why animals uh, have have childhood now when other animals didn't. Another fellow's talking about language, another guy's talking about how the stars were made. And what they've tried to do, this is the Yale um, School of Interfaith, um, religion interfaith, they're talking about one common story for how the world was created. And it's hugely inspiring, it's beautiful. You You watch things about the Big Bang, the Flare and Forth, all of that stuff about how stars were made, about how humans came to be on the Earth. And you begin to notice just the patterns and the beauty and how life was able to make sense of itself. So if you have any kind of curiosity around that, I think you'll find that a really interesting and very stress-free. I'm going to treat it very much as, as childlike wonder and awe is what we're, we're aiming for. So that sense of playing, of coming along and th- Thursdays at three, and have about half an hour of an input of a video that, that's gonna it's really lovely quality and then just a little bit of sharing what strikes us and a reflection to finish so again that's up on our eventbrite page there's a lovely course coming up and um, Anne o'reilly is doing poets saints and mystics a journey into the heart of it all and Anne has done uh different courses in creative writing and poetry and mindfulness and spirituality lots of different things so I asked her just to do something that would be inspiring for people. So she'll share a number of different poems each week and invite people to share things that strike them. Um, with that mix from Hildegard at Bingham to Leonard Cohen, it'll be a great, a great mix altogether. Um, Fanula Quinn then uh, on the 22nd of January is doing a Saturday afternoon on Centering Prayer. So again, a lot of people would say to me, I'd love to be able to meditate or pray, but I don't know where to begin. And Fionnuala does a very practical, simple course. It's from two to five in the afternoon on Saturday the 22nd. She's talking about it from the Christian meditation perspective, taking a mantra and she'll give four short inputs with the time of stillness in between them. And then for the group that's there, she'll offer to meet them twice more to help them on their journey. So I think very accessible, very positive kind of an an event for people who are saying, I'd really like to be able to do this. I don't know where to begin. And then I'll just mention two more. Um, One is on the 26th of January, uh, Donald Doerr is joining me again. We did a couple of events last year that were very popular. Um, where we hosted just different reflection evenings. And Donald has a great ability. Um, he's a Kiltegan priest, Donald is in his late 80s at this stage, uh, but he's a very sprightly man, goes around on his bicycle every day, and uh he um has he's done huge work. His la- latest book <coughs> from last year was A New Creed, a theology to support um the the, the new language of the of cosmology, of the, the the understanding of the world um in terms of la and he did some really good stuff. So he's offered to do once a month to do an online session with us. And I said to him, what do you think we should talk about in January? And he said, Noreen, I think in the current time, the most radical thing we could do is to insist on talking about love. So we're going to have an evening on reflection on love. And I think it's true because we've got quite used to fear, you know, if you go in further. The last thing I'll say is that we have a number of St. Bridget's Day things. We're going to make St. Bridget's Crosses in person and we're going to have Deirdre Niki, and Ada down to do um, some mornings. On, we've said two mornings on St. Bridget's Day so people can kind of come for a shorter time rather than having a full day. So there are a number, there's lots of other bits and pieces, but I'll stop talking now. Know that you're welcome. 087-447-9115, uh, fcjspiritualityhouse.ie Or if you're on Facebook, we have a Facebook page at fcjspirit.ie will find us. Thanks a million,
0: I got a lot in there. <laughs> I mean, you're very, very busy, um, you know, considering that um, you've only really started up there just the last few months, haven't you?
2: Yeah.
0: Well done, well done. Looking forward to some of that now. I mean, uh, my wife is looking over here at me now and saying, well, I wasn't very good at making this in British crosses last year. Maybe I should attend that. I might just yeah, try that okay. to <laughs> improve my skills and make it. But yeah, that, that, come that, up and that, visit. that sounds great. I, I mean, even that sort of meditation online, um, you know, I didn't know if that would work, yeah. but that's working. And, and you, you've just started it. Yeah,
2: it is. We started it. We started, it was one of the things I was very conscious yeah. of, to be honest, John, because I, the, the places is, is the sisters would come every year for summer holidays. Yes. But also a lot of Ignatian retreats, which would be silent retreats. So I felt to honor the silence was important because there was a beautiful peace when you came into the place. So I've kind of tried to hold Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now we've had it at different times and as things settle down I think come September we'll have a better sense of when to what times of the day but I'd really like for there to be meditation quite regularly in the place that so people could just come in and be still because I think that's one of the gifts that we have to offer in the world that insists you only do things that are like productive and busy and be still and have a cup of tea. No drama. I
0: tell you, we'll, we'll certainly put that information, Shane, up on our podcast. Yeah. And let people okay, know the phone heavy. number and the link. And I might even spread it around it to a few more people rather than that. You know, there's a few more people that know around the place, and I might just open my mouth about it. Uh, time for us maybe to go for a second piece of music. Noreen, have you got another piece of music you'd like us to listen to, please?
2: Yeah. Um, the piece of music I brought is, uh, is the hymn Christ Be Beside Me, sung by James Kilvan because it just struck me that. Really, that's the piece for January and you both captured it so well, that sense of just being in the present and and Christ be beside me, recognising that that was all Patrick prayed for in the middle of all he was going through and all that was going on. Just, if you're with me, we can do it together. Um, And I I think so many of us know that in life, if you're with me, we can do it together. Um, And if we're finding ourselves feeling alone or finding ourselves struggling, that we might come back to this hymn and just pray it with Patrick and say, that think of all, as, as Shane does the Saints every week, so many people who, we we don't know all their stories, but we know that they stayed faithful and that God stayed faithful to them. Um. So we sing Christ be beside me.
0: Well, listen, thanks a lot for that, Noreen. We'll come back and join us again in part three, where we we'll read and reflect on the word of God.
5: Christ be beside me, Christ be before me, Christ be behind me, King of my heart. Christ be within me, Christ be below me, Christ be above me, never to part. Christ on my right hand, Christ on my left hand, Christ all around me, shield in my strife, Christ in my sleeping, Christ in my sitting, Christ in my right The N.O.
0: Welcome back again to the third part of Come and See Inspirations, the podcast coming from Come and See Inspirations studio here in Addicton, Tillamook. My name is John Keeley, still joined by Shane Ambrose and Noreen Lynch. Now, this part uh, part of our podcast is where we read and reflect on the word of God. And before that, we'll ask Shane to share this, share this prayer. We always pray before reading and reflecting on scripture. Thanks, Shane.
1: Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, attentively, and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts... Be open to us, let not our eyes be closed nor our minds wander, but may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this Father in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: Amen. So the the Gospel for today, for the second Sunday in Ordinary Time, is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verse 1 to 11. There was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited. When they ran out of wine since the wine provided by the wedding hall was all finished the mother of Jesus said to him They have no wine Jesus said, Woman, why turn to me? My hour has not yet come His mother said to the servants Do whatever he tells you There were six stone water jars standing there meant for the ablutions that are customary among the Jews Each could hold twenty or thirty gallons Jesus said to the servants fill the jars with water and they filled them to the brim draw some out now he told them and take it to the steward they did this the steward tasted the water and it had turned into wine having no idea where it came from only the servants who had drawn the water knew the servant called the bridegroom and excuse me the steward called the bridegroom and said people generally serve the best wine first and keep the cheaper sort till the guests have had plenty to drink. But you have kept the best wine till now. This was the first of the signs given by Jesus. It was given at Cana in Galilee. He let his glory be seen, and his disciples believed in him. So that's the Gospel for today, their second Sunday in Ordinary Time. Doreen, would you be able to share a small reflection with us, please?
2: Oh, I just think, um, I suppose... This gospel of kindness is probably one of those ones that we all feel we know. It's kind of a smile on everybody's face, you know. And we've had, a, um, I suppose, an interest in Christmas, an interest in time of, of trying to have family gatherings, like a wedding um, or a Christmas dinner or all those different things um, in, in this time that has really, I suppose, paired us back to brass tacks and so When I read the gospel um, in the last week, one of the things that struck me was, the ordinariness of people wanting to be together and enjoying and celebrating a special moment, and how Mary just saw what it was about. That's what really struck me. She saw what mattered, and said, "You know, would you not help him? Would you, you know, yeah?" You know, that that kind of gentle love. And a friend of mine said to me recently. He said, as we were talking about, I said, "Bridget had become so popular," and he said. I think a lot of the big, loud, brash things that we used to do, the parades and the, the big, you know, loud things, they're good, but actually we're coming more and more back to the small things that matter. You know, the 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 Bridget stuff of family and having a, a cross with rushes over the door and having a, a brass breed to bless a child who might be sick or to, or, or to bring the cross into where the cows are born. And that really domestic church, that simple. and. I suppose today really what's striking me and I don't think there's any great wisdom in it, but I offer it is, is God in the ordinary. And in the pared back celebrations we have had and all the struggles of that and in all the managing family events and that, I think people have come back to that domestic sense. I was quite struck at Nolignamon Epiphany where there was very few big commercial gatherings this year, but women gathered in each other's homes. And there was that, that gentleness and that somehow in that, taking care of each other and gathering and celebrating, in noticing each other and noticing that person needs a bit of a lift, a bit of a mind in there, that miracles happen, that God's at work. Um, and I suppose that's just what stayed with me, which is a very basic and simple thought. But to notice and to give thanks was my, my sense from this week, where in the last month people carried us, in those family events and in those gatherings, and where God was at work, um, and where God was kind of saying, like Jesus, you don't need me at all; she can take care. What, what are you dragging me into it for? Um, and how we mind each other and care for each other as part of our service, um, as people of God, that we mind and take care of each other. So they are the thoughts that are with me. Very simple. Um, as we begin, in I'm looking forward to hearing your wisdom now.
0: <laughs> Thanks for that, Doreen. Shane.
2: Yeah, I I like I like this
1: particular um account from John's gospel. Um and it's it's an interesting one. I, I hadn't quite realized until I I lived in, in Lebanon for a period of time. But the miracle of Cana is a very important um event in the in the Eastern Orthodox Church from a from a from a, from 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 a particular point of view it's it's up there with epiphany and the baptism um, and like it's interesting the the domestic church element of it that that Maureen was talking about is, is something that struck me as well because this is the first sign that John has in his gospel um, it's it's the first public manifestation of jesus's public ministry that John gives us. And it's um, it's a very community, very family kind of an event. Um, uh, hospitality is something which is extremely important in the culture of the Middle East. Um, it's 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 fundamental really to their to their to the interactions of the community and. The account that John presents for us would have been absolutely a nightmare for the bride and groom, you know, it, running out of supplies for the the event. Because the wedding at the time, um, they tell us, would have been quite a long celebration. And even to this day, weddings are a huge event uh, in, 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 in that part of the world. I remember going to one or two when I was there and just gobsmacked at you know, we think Irish weddings are big. You ain't seen nothing, lads, until you've been to a wedding in Lebanon. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just, it was just. There was you know, I just, the, just the razzmatazz. There was men with drums and dancers and huge firework displays. And this is in a small village. Like my, my where I was living was in a small village, and I was like, oh my god. But, um, but it brought home to me the importance. Of um, this account that John gives us and the impact that uh, running out of wine would have had for the for the young couple, um, they would have been it would have been to a degree it would have been slight public humiliation to a small extent, you know. Um, and it's that little that little prodding, you know. Mary is like you know um, she doesn't say a whole lot. She just says to the servants do what he tells you. Keeps it very low key. Doesn't make a big song and dance about it, and um, it's 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 uh, it's an interesting one as well. The other thing that always strikes me about um, this particular gospel um, is the volume of wine. I I looked it up actually. I was was curious to know what it would equal. So the jars that were filled. I, I think I read somewhere, it's like 600 liters of wine. It's an awful lot of bottles of wine. <laughs> um, you know, you you you'd do an awful lot of drinking for 600 liters of wine in it's any been way. Been <laughs> you know. Minimum pricing uh, or no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the, the, the two things that struck me about that, one was the exuberance of God and something that we, we sometimes need to remind ourselves um, the love of God, the exuberance of God, the God of surprises. Um, and sometimes we, we, we can kind of get into a mode where religion and faith and God is seen very negatively. Um, and it's kind of presented as a list of do's and don'ts. But this event for the gospel, for me, it always reminds me of the exuberance, the exuberance and the generosity, the exuberance, of, as I've heard the term exuberance of God. The other thing that struck me, and actually it was something which um, I came across again in um, Trina Doherty and Jane Mellett's book, uh, uh, A Journey with the Sunday Gospels in the mm, Year of I mean, Luke. It's a, a great book. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, they, they, they made the point, or the, the reflection for this gospel, they were making the point that the stone jars involved um, were holding the water, which was used for the purification rituals at the time. Um, you know, as required by, by, Jewish, by Jewish ritual law. And they make the point that it's a significant reminder of how Jesus can transform anything, including that which has become stale, into something that brings joy and new life, inviting people to dance and celebrate. And it's, this is something, you know, that John picks up as well. when he says, like, this was the first of his signs in Can- Cana of Galilee and revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. And I love that expression from Jane and, and, and Trina where they said, it's a reminder, inviting people to dance and celebrate, and that we too are called to be agents of generosity, celebration, and transformation. I thought it was a wonderful. <laughs> it was a wonderful. Um, yeah. It was a wonderful uh, way of putting it, you know, um, in terms of in terms of the, the gospel for, for, for this week.
0: Mm-hmm. Shane, thanks a lot for that. Yeah. My yeah. own few thoughts on the gospel this particular week—they um, centred actually around the words of Mary: "Do whatever He tells you." And I know Father Frank Dewey often tells us, like, you know, uh, when Lecture Divina, try, try, try to put it into our own lives and so on and so forth. Well, when I was just thinking about this, I thought, well, do you know, Jesus asked the boys to go and fill six stone jars of water. Now, everybody else is worried about the wine and so on and so forth. But but all of a sudden, uh, Jesus tells them to, to fill these six stone jars of, of water. And they did. And there we see what the result was. Uh, it was filled with wine, not only wine, but even the best wine. And I think maybe there's sometimes in our own lives when, and uh, myself included, I'm sure we're all like that, where we're in a bit of a pickle, you know, we're not too sure what to do. Life's, uh, life's not going the way we want it. Even our faith can be sometimes of a, of a challenge to us from time to time. And then we meet a Mary, and we we, we meet a Mary along the way, and um, this particular person comes up with the idea of, of doing something that we didn't think about ourselves. Things a bit strange, a bit like filling those stone jars. But we go ahead and do it because what they say is, well, just do it. Do whatever the Lord tells. Just mm-hmm. listen to whatever the Lord tells, and it might be just sitting down there, as Nolan alluded to before. You know, sitting down there trying to stay with the silence. Something might come to us within that silence. And I know for me there's often times when I've stuck with it and, and I've taken the advice of, of, of these Marys that have come into my life and suggested I try this and try that and try the other even though it didn't make any sense to me, but it somehow it worked. And so maybe I want to just take, finish off by taking the opportunity these days of thanking the Marys who have come into my life who have given me ideas to, to try this and try that and try the other even though it didn't make any sense to me, but it worked it worked that I was able maybe to be in that place where I could hear the Lord speaking and I was able to take part of experiencing, as Shane said, some of those six thousand is it six thousand or six hundred liters of wine. I was so lucky six hundred I was so lucky to be able to experience that. But Anyway, I mean that—that—that's that, just my own thought. I—I I think it, it's probably echoing maybe what Noreen said in the first place, in, in, in the first, uh, sorry, in the second part. Trust in the God that, that He He works slowly. He works in in the way God wants us to wants to work, and maybe just don't miss it. Just stay there. Just sit with it, and uh, see what happens. and Enjoy the wine afterwards. My own few thoughts. I know. Uh, uh, have, you, have you any other thought to finish off with? I'd say that's probably do. Um, Noreen, thanks, uh, Thanks so much for for joining us. Um, Good to be here. Thanks for
2: the conversation. always thought
0: provoking. We're definitely going to plug those ideas that, that you've got there. And uh, again, just to d- d- just to remind people again about the phone number, maybe 087? oh eight seven, oh eight seven four
2: four seven nine one one five. The email is info at f. CJ Spirituality House.ie, which is a long one. So info at FCJ Spirituality House.ie, but I'll send that information on um, so the phone number is probably easier.
0: And can people like log online to get to this events uh Bright?
2: Yeah, we're in Eventbrite, so I'll send you the link, okay. the whole, all the events. Uh, it's all the in the one. Send you that link and you people can click on that. But if they go into Eventbrite and look up FCJ, so you can think of the Larry Hill sisters and FCJs. The FCJ
0: Spirituality House, Spanish Point, they'll find us. Thanks a lot for that, Nora. Shane, are you thinking about joining me to, uh, to, to join in this uh, class for making Bridget Crosses or do you know all about them? Or...
1: <laughs> it's been
0: a while now since I made a Bridget Cross. May, maybe <laughs> you want to join me. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> like, well, my that's well. going to
2: be in person, but I'll also have a video up from Ruth who's, who's doing that and, and that people can try it online as well. So you'd have to get your own rushes if you're online, that's the problem. So in
0: person... Oh, of rushes rush in West <laughs> uh, Plenty of that. Listen, again, let's girl. But, uh, thanks, thanks again, Noreen and Shane, and uh, you know, for, for joining me on the podcast. Enjoyed, produced it this morning. And the final piece of music, I find a piece of music actually online, and this one is actually entitled um, The Wedding Song, uh, sorry, the kind of wedding song so I might just listen to this and, and um, please join us again next week where we'll go um, through another uh, podcast with, with another special guest. And this week, Shane, just to remind us, who, who sorry, next week, who do we have?
1: So next week, uh, Martin Brown is on with us from uh, Glenstall and Martin is going to be talking with us about the Week of Prayer for Christian Unity.
0: Which starts, I think, is oh, it yes. the 18th and 19th this week? Starts the,
1: which starts the 18th of January
0: so what's next week from Shane, myself and, uh, and Noreen God bless take care of yourself and as Noreen said just take the time um, don't, don't miss anything in the meantime God bless you all now bye bye in
2: case-
6: sign their Jesus mother told her son they don't have any space.